Hey, girlfriend, welcome to the Restored Mind podcast, where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it would look like to have peace in your life despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Girlfriend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restored Mind podcast. My name is Caroline and I am so thankful to have you here today. You guys, I cannot believe that we are only four days away from Christmas and 10 days away from 2023. That is insane to me. The year has gone by so fast and it's been filled with many trying times which turn into blessings upon blessings. I hope that the same has happened for you as well. And my question to you is, Have you set goals for 2023? If I'm being completely honest as of today, I haven't set any particular goals for 2023. I have an idea of what I want to accomplish, but I really just need to take the time, sit down and write out my goals because when I write it out for me, it gives me something tangible to look at and it helps me focus on what I need to do to accomplish these goals that I have. But in case I forget, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays for the ones that do not celebrate Christmas. I hope that you're able to spend the holidays with your family, creating new memories, and just really enjoying the present of what we have here today. But with that said, I also want to acknowledge our service men and women who are deployed and overseas and cannot be home with their families for the holidays this year. I know that it can be hard around this time of year when you have family that are away and can't come home. I've been there. I know what that's like. And so I'm really just keeping you in my thoughts today. I also want to thank you for your service as well. Today, we are going to be talking about the voice of doubt and how it can hurt us, but also serve as an invitation for us to seek out answers and grow. Now, I know that sounds a little weird saying that doubt is an invitation for us to seek out answers and to grow. But two weeks ago, we talked about why mindset matters and I talked about fixed and growth mindset. This week, I want you to keep an open mind and I invite you to listen with the growth mindset today so that you can maybe begin to shift your perspective and begin to free yourself from the voice of doubt. Before we dive into this episode, I am going to talk about just doubt itself and the meaning of it. So for me, it means to feel uncertain about something, but I looked it up in the root word or the Latin word for doubt is dubitar. And I believe I'm saying it right, but if I'm not, I apologize. But basically that word, dubitar, means to hesitate or to waver. Those two words, hesitate and waver, are strong words for me because it makes me think about all the times that I hesitated or that I wavered in my thinking or in my ability or in whatever I was doing. And for a long time, it stopped me from chasing after certain goals or dreams that I have for myself. And because of that, the voice of doubt 
rang really loud in my world. One of the memories that comes to my mind right now is when I was 18 and fresh out of high school, I just graduated and my parents are asking me like, what's next for you? I had already wanted to go to hair school. I just never told them about it because I didn't want to share that dream with them just yet. But when I finally shared my dreams with them about going to hair school and working in a salon and just living that creative lifestyle, they were unsure. They were hesitant of my abilities and they had said that they wanted me to go to college instead so that I could get a degree and have that as a plan B and then come back to going to hairdressing school if that's something that I still wanted to do. My parents brought up points saying that I was really young, so I don't have any experience in working in a salon. I don't have any experience with working with hair at all. And I also don't have any clients. So they were worried that I was just going to be basically wasting my time and that I wouldn't get the clients that I would need in order to build an income off of that. And in my 18-year-old mind, that made complete sense. So off to college I went and fast forwarding the story here, but I was basically miserable and I ended up feeling lost in life because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I felt like I was rushing to try to find an answer and just to graduate at a certain point in my college career, basically. But if I could go back to my 18-year-old self and just tell myself anything, it would be to stop hesitating and just do it scared. Now that we've established that doubt means to hesitate or to waver or to feel uncertain about something, the next question to ask is, where does doubt stem from? Honestly, I feel like it stems from many, many places in our life. It could be from how we view ourselves. What we are saying to ourselves matter. Did you know that if you say things like, I could never or I can't, you are actually limiting yourself and your abilities to attain certain goals that you want to or to start a journey that you feel like you might be called into taking. These are limiting your abilities. So how we view ourselves matters. If you're wanting to take a risk on something, but you aren't sure, a question that I like to ask is, are you doing it scared or are you scared of doing it? If you're scared of taking that leap of faith and just going in on this journey that you want for yourself, dig deep and ask why you are wanting to start this journey in the first place. Another question to ask is, are you doubting your abilities or are you doubting God's plan for you? If it's your abilities, then train for the skills to get you on the right path. It's going to take practice and you're not going to know what you're doing when you first start something. I think it's very rare that someone knows what they're doing when they are starting something brand new, especially if they're just trying to build a new skill for something. It takes practice and that's okay. Like we don't have to start off being perfect. Even if we search for perfection, we're going to realize that it's never going to be enough. So instead of chasing perfection, we need to start chasing progress and progress is going to help us grow from our doubts and into what we are being called to do or want to do for that matter. An example I have to share is my podcast. Did you know that it almost didn't launch? Yep, it almost didn't go live. I don't know if I said it before, but I was really nervous when the launch date came super close and I was excited, but I was also really nervous. And in that nervousness came a little bit of doubt which isn't a bad thing, and we'll talk about that later, but doubt came in, and I started asking myself if anyone was even going to listen to this podcast, if it was going to make a difference in anyone's life, if it was going to be serving anyone, and I felt like 
the answer would be no to all of that, you know, and it was kind of scary. It was actually very scary for me to be vulnerable on my podcast and also talk about the pain that I've gone through and also grown through. And that's probably one of the most transformative experiences of my life. But anyway, me sharing this example with you is to show you that if you're doing it scared and you don't know what you're doing, it's okay because everything is going to come together. It's okay to start things messy. It's okay to start things messy because sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes we have to just get in there and start playing around and fiddling with things until we figure it out. Another example I have is my fitness journey. I started documenting my journey back in 2020 on Instagram. So if you followed me on there since then, you'll notice the transformation that it took from 2020 all the way up in the present day. Because back in 2020, I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to document my journey for the women who might be feeling like they can't do it because they feel like whatever is going on in their life is holding them back. And that was also the time where I really started to experience the effect of having a negative mindset. Having a negative mindset and allowing the voice of doubt to ring so loud in my world at the time really affected how I viewed myself. The things that you say to yourself is very important because it sets the tone for how you are going to accomplish something. Whatever that goal is, whatever you're trying to do, how you view yourself and how you talk to yourself is going to set the tone for your mindset of whether or not you believe that you can attain these things. One of the reasons why I believe doubt is so successful at either stopping us or slowing us down from attaining any part of our dreams or goals that we have for ourselves is because it starts to question our abilities to do something. And when that happens, we have to ask ourselves, are we doubting our abilities or are we doubting God's plan for us? If we find ourselves doubting our abilities, then we need to train for the skills in order to become better at what we are doing. All right, we have to train ourselves in order to get us on the right path so that we can get to where we want to go. Think about it like this. When a baby is just learning to walk, they're not very good at it. They're very wobbly and they're probably going to fall down a couple of times, maybe bump their heads. And they have to continuously do this in order for them to become better at walking. And then before they know it, it becomes second nature. And then parents of young kids are running all over the place, cleaning up after the kids because they're destroying everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, that was the example that I wanted to share with you is that if you don't already have the abilities or the skills to get you to where you want to be, you can always train for that skill because it's going to come with time. And in order for you to get better, you have to fail. That has to be something that you are comfortable with in order to even come out of your comfort zone, if you will, and start to explore new things and explore different ways of helping you get to where you want to be. Without these things, you're not going to get to the next level of where you would like to be. It's okay to start things messy. It's okay to not know and learn as you go. That's part of learning. That's part of failing and we have to start being comfortable with failing so that we can reach new heights. Now, if we are doubting God's plan for us, we need to stop and think about why. Well, first, let me put it like this. What is the opposite of doubt? The answer is trust. And who do we trust? We trust our spouse, our friends, our family, and the people that we keep in our close circles, the ones that have seen us at our worst and our best at whatever season we were in our life. And they are still around because they're our friends. What built that trust between you and the person that you're thinking about right now? 
I believe the answer is relational capital. Relational capital helps build trust and the ability to be vulnerable with that person builds trust. So if we are doubting God's plan for us, we have to start thinking about where our relational capital is with God. Are we spending enough time with God daily to get to know him so that it could be easier for us to fully trust God? I'm just going to pause here and let all of that sink in. I know I went through it really fast, but I just want to remind you that no matter where you are in whatever season of life you're in, it's not too late to build relational capital with God or anyone else in your life for that matter. And however this convicts you, I pray that you find comfort in knowing that God still loves you and that he still wants you to know him. After all, he is your creator. He is the person who made you and knows everything about you. But it's a two-way street. He still wants you to know him as well. And the only way to do that is through relational capital. So how are you going to get there? How are you going to build a relational capital with God? For me, I think it means to revisit scripture and to sit in silence and prayer, to plug in with small groups or even friends and have someone in your circle that you feel can help you with your faith journey and help positively remind you that it's important to continue to pour into your relationship with God daily. One of the verse that comes into mind is Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who can do immeasurably more than all we ask. This is actually a prayer that Paul wrote. And before this verse, he also talks about the love of Christ. And he says, And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Now you guys know me. When I read a Bible verse and it sticks out to me, I like to spend time on it and break it down. I believe I did that with you guys in my very first episode. I can't remember. (laughs) But that's what I like to do. I like to break down verses. And I've already said it before. I am not a Bible expert. I just like to take the verses that I'm reading from the Bible, and break it down when it sticks out to me. And that's how I feel like God's talking to me. So if we break down Ephesians 3.20, some of the words that stuck out to me is him. I put down God, our Father, Provider, and Creator. You can use any adjectives that you want to describe God, but these are the three that came to me when I thought about him. And the word can means to be able to do something. Immeasurably, what is that? It means it cannot be measured, contained, or given a specific amount. And more means greater or to increase something. So if we put all of that together, I feel like this verse is saying that God can do so much more than we can ever imagine. And we cannot put a specific amount on or contain that amount because he gives us so much more than what we ask. So imagine you having relational capital with God and fully trusting him with the plans that he's going to give you. And that little seed sprouts root on the ground and the roots just grow and prosper from there. Can you imagine what your life would look like then? Can you imagine what doubt would be saying then? It definitely would not be stopping you and it definitely would not be slowing you down. It will light a fire inside of you. When we think about why we are doubting God's plan for us, we have to think about the relational capital that we have with God because the opposite of doubt is trust. 
and we want to trust. So in order to do that, we have to put relational capital into a relationship in order for it to become a relationship that we can rely on. That also stems from our past experiences of failure. Think about the times where you failed at something and it probably left you with the no good feeling of either embarrassment or maybe disappointment. Those type of feelings that we get are the feelings that we associate with when when we think about failure. And one of the reasons why I feel like we end up doubting ourselves when it comes to our past experiences of failure is because when we did fail, we realized that we weren't so good at something. So it questions our ability to do the task or do something similar to it in the future. So I'm almost like, well, I'm not sure if I could do that because the one time I tried, I didn't do so good. And that brings me back to when I got fired from a job. That was one of my first experience of truly failing at something or feeling like I really failed and embarrassed myself. The work environment of itself was a very toxic work environment. So in hindsight, I'm glad that I was let go. But in that time when I was a full-time student and I was a full-time worker, I didn't know what to do. I felt like I disappointed the person that helped me get the job and my parents and it it left me with a no good feeling. So when I went to go apply for other jobs similar, I always felt like that would follow me around. It wasn't until later when I realized that the time where I felt like I failed would not be the end all be all for me. As a matter of fact, it actually helped me with the experience of failing where I felt like I didn't have enough experience. You see, I think that doubt also stems from not having experience. And I didn't have enough experience with failure at the time to realize that my failing or the shortcomings that I have would eventually help me grow into the person that I am today with the mindset that I have today. And so the overall lesson for me from that experience was that you have to embrace failure in order to shake the voice of doubt. And I hope the same for you as well, that you can learn to embrace failure so that You can start breaking the chains of doubt and move forward in your journey or in the goals that you want to achieve for yourself. So is doubt bad? Remember in the beginning of the episode, I said doubt can either hurt us or serve as an invitation for us to seek out answers and grow. Well, now we're going to be talking about how doubt can help us grow because I feel like it's not necessarily all bad, okay? I think that doubt is like a mental check. It tests if we truly believe whatever it is that we believe. Because if I'm honest, and let's get honest here, we experience doubts in all aspects of our life, our creative life, our spiritual life, our career life, whatever it is that we're doing, there's a little bit of doubt that seeps in every now and again, but it's how we view it. Are we allowing this doubt that we have to stop us and slow us down completely, or are we using it as food to fuel our reasons why? When I first started documenting my fitness journey, all I knew was that I wanted to be uplifting to someone out there who might be like me. So I would get on Instagram stories and I'd say things that would hopefully encourage someone. And at first it felt really silly because I didn't know if anyone was listening or if anyone was encouraged by the words I was saying. And that's when doubt started seeping in. And doubt would ask me, are you really going to continue to do this because you're not reaching anyone? Who are you talking to? Who's your audience? And instead of me stopping, I kept pursuing it. And I answered the question, who is my audience? And that's where the baseline started. I wanted to reach out to moms or women like me that struggled with their mindset and really talk to that group of people. That's how I used doubt as a way to fuel my fire instead of allowing it to stop me. And I hope that you can find the same for you. How can you use doubt to fuel your fire instead of stopping you? 
because it is truly a mental game, I feel like. Doubt likes to play these little games with our minds and we have to find a way to beat it. We can experience doubt in our faith journey. And I feel like all of us have been there at one point or another. And we may find ourselves being really far in our faith journey and still experiencing the doubt. I feel like that's completely normal because there are times where I feel like that. I am not a perfect woman by any means. And I strive to do the best that I can daily. But I'm not perfect. And by that, I mean that doubt can sometimes seep into my faith journey as well. I think it's normal for everybody to experience doubt. When we have doubt in our faith journey, it's not a sign for us to run and hide or to be ashamed of the doubt that we have, but it's more so of a time to ask questions and to seek answers. So this reminds me of a story that's in Matthew when Peter walks on water for just a brief moment. He is in a boat and he sees a figure walking on water and he's frightened because there's a storm around him. And he says, Lord, if that's you, ask me to come to you. And Jesus says, come. And while Peter has his eyes on Jesus, he's walking on water. But then he becomes afraid and he's fixated on the storm around him and begins to sink. So Jesus pulls Peter out of the water and says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, I used to think that this verse was coming from a scolding tone of voice, but it wasn't until later in life where I started thinking that it was probably coming from a place of invitation so that we can look at ourselves and question why we are doubting and then grow from there. So the question I have for you is, have you ever witnessed God's amazing work and still doubted? Like Peter, when he witnessed God feeding the thousands of people, and yet he still doubted, has I ever been you? Before I wrap up this episode, I want you to remember that what makes doubt bad is if we let it consume our minds to the point where it stops us from stepping into our calling or pursuing a journey because everybody deals with doubt, no matter what journey they're on. It's how we view doubt that will either stop us or grow us. So I encourage you to accept the challenge when doubt comes knocking at your door and just do it scared. I hope this episode has lifted your spirits and blessed you abundantly. Before you go, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes when they are released every week. I'm on various platforms like Spotify, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Alexa, and so much more. You can find the complete list on my podcast website. That's www.buzzsproutcom forward slash 2084024. All right, my friend, I'm praying God's blessings over you. And remember that you can do hard things because it's always 413. See you next week on the Restored Mind podcast with Caroline Tao.